Blog Talk Radio. Today, Sunday, June sixteenth. Uh, I'm just kind of shocked that we're halfway through June already. It felt like it just started, but nonetheless, welcome to the show tonight, you guys. Thank you for your continued support each and every Sunday night for the past ten years. We are almost at ten and a half years, um, so thank you uh, again for your support. Uh, we have a wonderful, wonderful show. Uh, plan for you guys tonight, and while we wait for our guests to come on the line, I'm going to turn it over to my sister Denise, but I just want you all to remember, if you have a question or a comment for tonight's guest, please give us a call at 914-803-4399. Again, that number is 914-803-4399. Now turning it over to Denise. Good evening, everyone, and again, uh, as Denise stated, welcome to Beauty Talk. Uh, thank you guys for uh, joining us tonight, and thank you guys for continuing to celebrate um, our 10 years with us. Um, we're going to plan something really big for closer towards the, uh, the end of the year, um, probably on our actual anniversary date or pretty close to it, but we will make sure we give you guys uh, more details um, about that coming soon. So again, thank you so very much, and for all of our listeners around the world who uh, have joined us last week, um, and especially when we were away, <laughs> but you still tuned in and listened to some archive shows, so we want to thank you guys. Um, we want to thank you guys and all over the world, or more specifically, we want to thank you for listening from Paris and from the UK and from Amsterdam and Australia um, and, of course, here on the home front in the U.S., um, and, of course, uh, from our listeners in Canada, thank you guys so very much uh, for listening and, uh, you know, staying tuned to Beauty Talk. So we, we also want to uh, uh, get back to incorporating our chat portion um, of the show. And although we don't do a chat room on Blog Talk Radio anymore, um, it gets filled with a lot of spam. So we want to go back to uh, doing a chat on Twitter. So um, if you're following Beauty Talk on Twitter, you can uh, follow us for a tweet chat tonight, and we'll use the hashtag uh, Beauty Talk 10. Uh, Beauty Talk 10, you can follow the show on our Twitter account, and our Twitter account is at beauty underscore talk. And then use the hashtag um, uh, Beauty Talk 10. And if you follow us on Instagram, um, you can chat under um, the post for tonight's show, 
using the hashtag Beauty Talk 10 and our, um, uh, our, you can follow us on Instagram at beauty underscore talk underscore media. So on Instagram, we're beauty underscore talk underscore media. And on Twitter, we're beauty underscore talk, okay? And using the hashtag beauty talk 10 on both, and you can follow along with the conversation. And um, stay tuned uh, for some information from one of our sponsors. How would you like to become friends with benefits? I'm sure that got your attention. I'm talking about friendsbeauty.com, now offering a benefits discount program to all of our friends. That's right. Professionals that qualify can save up to 40% and non-professional consumers up to 10% just for setting up a free account online. At Friends Beauty, we offer a huge range of products, including beauty makeup, special FX and theatrical makeup, skin care, wigs and extensions, styling tools, and more with thousands of brands at the best prices. We've been in business since 1940 and pride ourselves on ensuring our friends have the best shopping experience ever. Sign up for our Friends Discount Program and shop with us today at Friends, that's F-R-E-N-D-S, no I, beauty.com, friendsbeauty.com. We also offer studio services for production orders at 818-691-691. 1294. That's 818-691-1294. Join our program and become a friend with benefits today. All right. We are back. I uh, just want you guys to know we're waiting for Anita Dixon, our guest tonight, to get on the line. She'll be on the phone in a few minutes. Um, <clears throat> but in the meantime, again, thank you guys for tuning in last week. Um, while you guys were tuning in, we were laying on the beach in Turks and Caicos, and we had a wonderful time, wonderful time. So thank you guys very much for tuning in, even when we weren't available uh, to do the show. We really, really appreciate it. We have some great shows um, coming up in the near future, so please hang in there with us. And um, if you guys know of some wonderful people, out there in your parts of the world that you would love to hear on Beauty Talk, please shoot us an email and we will um, see what we can do about entertaining your request. Um, And that email would be beautygirlsmedia at gmail.com. And that is B-E-A-U-T-Y-G-I-R-L-S-M-E-D-I-A at gmail.com. So definitely... um, Send us any thoughts. If you have beauty news to share, you can um, send that information over to us as well. Definitely um, like to share news going on around the world. And if you would like to advertise with us, send us an email at that address as well. Yes. And it looks like we have Anita on the line. Hello, Anita. Hi. Hi, Anita. How are you? I'm a little late. <laughs> It's okay. That's okay. <laughs> Hi, ladies. How are you? How are you? Doing great, thank you. How are you? Wonderful, wonderful. Just loving life. We're all good. Amen. A <laughs> um, couple things. First, congratulations. I know your son graduated, so that is um, a big deal. Um, in Amen. so many ways, as a mother and as a graduate, I'm sure he's excited. Um, yes, and he going is. on already, to do, he's already in school. 
Yeah, he's already off to school. He's doing <laughs> summer sessions. So. Oh, nice. Yeah, oh, my God. I'm like an empty nester. <laughs> <laughs> like pre-birth for me. <laughs> right. You don't know what to wow. do with yourself, huh? Yeah, right now I really don't know what to do with myself. That is very true. <laughs> Yeah, I know it's it's a good feeling nonetheless. I'm sure. Yes, it is. It's bittersweet, <laughs> but mostly sweet. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's nice. So, in terms of work, what have you been doing? Oh, uh, so pretty. You know, I've been really busy. This past year was really busy for me because. Uh, you know, as you know, I do power, and so mm-hmm. we just, like, I went right from power and did, um, oh, gosh, I it's so many little projects. I get them all mixed up. It's, um, <laughs> oh, my God, it's so terrible. <laughs> Tyler Perry with uh, Tiffany Haddish and Tika uh-huh. and Omari. Oh, oh my yeah. Gosh, like the the t- the title is slipping my head because we worked <laughs> under a different title. Oh, gotcha. Oh, gotcha. You had a, work, a working title. Yeah, it was then... a working title. And, oh, my God, I can't believe I can't think of that name. Okay. Anyway, I did that. I'll, it'll come to me. Uh, and then I went right. We did the pilot for Christy Love, which was an ABC, but it didn't get picked up with Courtney. And then I went on to do um, – well, we were Central Park Five when we were working, but now it's titled When They See Us. Okay. And so it's been just like busy, busy, busy in the last OG. So it's been a pretty busy year for me. As nice. You can see, I can't remember one of the titles of the movies that I did. <laughs> <laughs> That's a it good all becomes a blur after a while. <laughs> yes, it does. Yes. <laughs> yes, it does. Well, let's back up a little bit and talk about. Power. The last season, I I just literally read a few seconds ago. I just happened to get online and happened to see um, that they're going to show the. Um, I don't know if it's the premiere or the whole entire season. Last season at um, now I'm going blank. Wow, Madison Square Garden. Madison. No, we're just going to premiere the first episode of this gotcha. season six. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, it's going to be nice. epic because it's our last season. It's done, finished. So, wow. you know, 50 wants it to be epic. So we're going, mm-hmm. last year we were at Radio City and it was amazing. And now this year he's doing it even bigger and we're going to the garden. Nice. Wow. Now, did so, you ever how think that, that this show would go I didn't hear the question. I'm sorry. Okay. How, um, how? Go ahead. <laughs> We're both trying to talk at the same time. That's the problem. <laughs> I was I was asking. Did you think that this show would go six seasons? You know, when we did season one, it was just so it was different from anything that I had ever done. Mm-hmm. In terms of just the level of violence, the level of sexual activity, mm-hmm. uh, the storyline, you, you know, this 
these two guys, one white, one black, like the diversity of everything, you know, I mean, it was really groundbreaking television because you never seen such a diverse, like, group of actors Mm -hmm. on one show, you know, we we had Hispanics, we had Asians, we had white, Mm -hmm. we had black. You know, I mean, it was very diverse, so you just didn't know how people were going to receive that or even if the network would know how to put that out. So season one, we were all like, well, we'll see what happens. And then, you know, we got a strong response by the fans, and, you know, stars gave us another year, and the writing just got better and better, and the actors and the the actors that they brought in were amazing. And, you know, here is this show six seasons later, iconic. Yeah. Right. And I don't want it to end really. I know. (laughs) I know. So many people, I feel so bad. You know, I mean, it's sad for me too, but I get why, you know, I mean, the, the reality of the show is it's supposed to only be like nine months in their lives. That's how mm-hmm. it was written. Oh, so wow. it's like every season when we come back, like if you pay attention when you first start the episode of the next season, it's usually mm-hmm. tagging the last thing that we did in the season before. So right. Like, right. understand that it's only a day later or a couple of days later, but that doesn't register for people, so people right. feel like, oh, it's a whole nother year, you know? <laughs> but the reality right. is, like, you know, it was like the the season that when Aunt, when Angela took, came to the club and arrested Ghost, mm-hmm. you know, and uh-huh. then you saw him, the premiere of the next season, he was in jail taking all of his stuff off, putting his orange prison jumper on. You know, mm-hmm. so that's like really that's only moments later, really. So right. we weren't connecting with that, but that is the reality, which is why they've been able to kill all of these people and haven't been caught yet. Because yeah, exactly. You know, it's only a nine month. The investigation hasn't gotten far enough to get them. They're getting close though. They're getting close. Right, right. <laughs> but they kill people all the time and have all you know sex and it, you know. I mean, it's but I mean, it's like so many people can relate to different characters, the storyline. I think that's why it's so popular because yeah, you know, I mean, a lot of people have had their husband cheat on them, you know, and mm-hmm. had the freaking broad like all up in the family. I mean, the kids were at the house spending the night. <laughs> right. I mean, it was crazy. <laughs> I mean, it's ratchet. I mean, they get right in it. So right, but you know, I mean, a, a lot of a lot of people who have been in the drug game that tried to get out of the drug game can totally relate to why Ghost wants to get out so bad. And then you know, you right. have that Tommy character that just Tommy and Tasha don't want to go anywhere. Like this drug right, game right. is good for us, you know? Right, right. So a lot of people just, I think there's just so many characters people relate to and the storyline people relate to. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, are yeah. you guys finished 
shooting season six already? Uh, we actually, tomorrow is our last day of shooting forever. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, it's deep. It's, it's been a really very interesting last two weeks, you know, mm-hmm. because we're, you know, every couple of days we're, you know, camera wrapping, series wrapping, Somebody. different actors, you know, and it's, you know, people are yeah. crying and actors are crying. I mean, and, you know, it's emotional because we've all become a family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, you guys were would shoot for how long? Uh, we shot uh, 10 episodes, and it would take us about seven months to shoot. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah, because our Yeah, so that's a long time to spend with people. Yeah, typical TV, and you guys know this, typical TV, it's an eight-day shooting per mm-hmm. episode, but with power, it's 13 yeah. days per episode. So wow. we're right. That's right. We're, it's that. like shooting a movie every episode. Mhm. Wow. Now, did wow. you all ever have like a, a have a ever have like a mid season hiatus, or you just kept going? No, kept going. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, now, you you know. know. Let me ask you because um, we just wrapped um, a new show on the own network called Ambitions. I think it comes out on Tuesday, uh-huh. and. We shot. For, Congratulations! <laughs> thank you. Thank you. It was a it was a seven month show, and that was the first time I had ever been on a show that long. And just the thought of it when we first took the job, I thought I was going to go crazy. I'm like, how do people do this without mm-hmm. a hiatus? And uh, we did have a two week hiatus for Christmas, but we had just started the show in November, so I'm like, this doesn't count. You know, it's just like we right. just, we just started. We just started. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so my thing was like, oh, my God, how am I going to get through this? Um, so can you just kind of tell, you know, other makeup artists who, who may be listening? Because this is like real life, like seven months on a show and, and life is still happening. You know, you have a son Absolutely. finishing up his, his, his senior year. Um, mm-hmm. I think he, he was very involved in sports. Um, yeah. You know. You can talk a little bit about because sometimes I'm sure when he when he was young and growing up, you had to be away from him. And a lot of people mm-hmm. want to jump into this business, but they're married or have children, still mm-hmm. very young, and all this mm-hmm. life is still happening while you're working. Mm-hmm. Can, you, can you just give a, shed a little light on that for some mm-hmm. people? Um, you know, this business is a challenge. Period. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's not for the faint at heart. What we do, it's not necessarily our actual job doing the makeup, although there are projects where even that can be challenging uh, depending on the subject matter. But for the most part, it is the long hours. And, you know, you're up at 4 o'clock in the morning, 5 o'clock in the morning, and you're not back home until – o'clock at night so it you know it is a challenge just in that regard because it's taxing on the body and on the mind and everything so for me early on I think I was just so young and driven so you know I just 
you know, put my head down and went. As I, you know, once I had my son, I had to adjust my approach to everything because I wanted to be a very present mother. So I started approaching, and and because I have always been a department head for the most part, I can do this. Other people who work, you know, as keys or thirds or additional, it's a little trickier, but, um, you know, I would just make sure my team was solid where if my son had a basketball game, I could leave work and leave people in place so that I could go be present for my son. That's not always easy for everybody. I was in a controlled situation where I can make the decisions for myself. So I was able to do that, but it is challenging to work in this business and it is, you know, it's not the easiest thing and people think that it's easy until you get there. And it's a lot of sitting around and, you know, hurry up and waiting And so, you know, you really have to have, you have to be cut from a certain cloth. We are like gypsies. We pack up, we get out, we come back together, we unpack, we pack up. It's like a (laughs) caravan, like we're all over the place. But I love it, you know, like I wouldn't want to do anything else because I love the gypsies that I hang out with, you know, like we are... (laughs) a cool bunch of people and we every job we're meeting different people you know we're not going almost 28 years in this business you know I mean every single job I'm meeting somebody new I'm learning something new you know if I had a regular nine to five or whatever the same people I'm walking in the door with for 20 something years like no thank you I'm real good with what I do so it, it can be a challenge and, you know, I think you just have to try and make it work for you in at the particular point in your life. When I was without a child and a husband, uh, you know, I stay on set all day and, you know, like right. that worked for me. Then I became a mom. So then I had to adjust. Now I'm empty nester. So I don't know what I'll be doing. I might be at work all day. Who knows? Like, I don't know. But I'm right. trying to preserve. I don't want to be, like, crippled out there. So I'm trying to pace myself. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. But you do have to pace yourself. You have to pace yourself. And it's important to get a great team of people together. It's important to have a solid village around you. You know, and I, by that I mean your key, your third your additionals, and you guys know this because we all kind of work the same. You have your same mm-hmm. kind of team that you rock with, and everybody mm-hmm. knows what right. their role is. Right, right. That's so important. That's so mm-hmm. important. It's so important. And and you yeah. have to allow people to, to do that role, you know? Like, you can't – this is just how I feel. I, I don't mm-hmm. like to – micromanage. Once I tell you what mm-hmm. I need you to do, I then expect you to do it. That's right. it. I'm not going to stand over your shoulder until you show me that you're not doing it right, you know? So, right. But exactly. it's because you want people to be happy coming to work. 
Like that's important. Exactly. We want people to feel good about walking through the door every day. Right. Right. Now let me ask you, do you ever, like once you finish a project, do you ever take a break or is there always something waiting for you or do you go out looking for stuff right away? Because I know some people, I mean, it's before you can barely even start a job and they're already talking about, what are you going to next? What are you going to next? And I'm like, my God, we've got seven months on this show. You know, we're week one. You know, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know? Ah, especially lately, right? Lately, it's yes. so busy. <laughs> God, no. Because every, everybody wants original content. You got own now. You got yes. Netflix, Amazon, Apple now in the game. Yeah. It, you know, yeah. it used to just be the networks and Showtime yeah. uh, stars and HBO. HBO, so yeah. It's just you know, it's busy. It's so busy. So it's the, the the language has changed. It definitely is. Oh, what are you going on to? What are you going on to? Because it's so busy. So yeah, yeah. assume you're going right into something else. Which I mean, in the last probably three years, that's probably been what I've been doing is going right into something else. But last year, like I took two months off to be with my son mm-hmm. during his um, EYBL tour uh, AAU basketball. So I did take a little break during um, mm-hmm. the spring, but you know, I don't, sometimes things come right to me. Sometimes I go after certain projects that I want to be a part of <laughs> And, um, you know, I mean, power has just been a repeat. So, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, like for the last six years, I've always known where I'm going to be in September, which, you know, is now going to be different. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, speaking of projects, because, you know, you've created um, this amazing resume, um, just a solid Thank you. career. Yeah, it's been amazing, you, I have to say. Are you at a point <laughs> now in your career where you um, kind of, I mean, I know I know a lot of projects may come your way. I know there's a lot of work out here, and you don't only work in the New York area. You, uh, you, can, you go all over. But right. are you at a point now in your career where you're just kind of picking things that really have meaning for you when it comes to the job now? Um, yeah, I would say probably like the last five years, I I try to pick the things that I want to get involved with, just artistically, because my resume is pretty set, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. So it's not like I need to get a whole bunch of things on my resume to show that I'm a department head. It's now right. I are you know where where am I going to be challenged artistically, you know, is really like what I look for now because you know I mean I I don't I'm pretty solid you know not to sound mm-hmm. braggadocious it's oh, just no. I've I've worked really hard and. I've had a lot of amazing mentors and people that believed in me early on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it afforded me really great projects pretty much throughout my career. So at this point, it definitely is, you know, 
is it going to challenge me artistically or is it somebody that I actually want to work with? Mm-hmm. You know, like a lot of that is, you know, I want to work with George Tillman. I love him. I, mm-hmm. You know, or I want to do go like I did. Oh, I can't believe I can't think of the name of this darn movie that I did with Omari. <laughs> I, it's like, I, I need I'll to go online I'll and like look at this darn thing. Um, but, you know, I wanted to be there for him because it was his first time being able to bring his own team of makeup and hair people with him. Oh, so gotcha. I, you know, so I wanted to do that project. It was great to see Tyler again. I hadn't seen him for so long. I think uh, I, I'm not going to. Well, We the Peoples was like the last time that I saw Tyler. But, you know, it's been a minute since I even saw him. So it was nice to see him. So I did that. That was probably something that I didn't need to do, but because it was Omari and it was his first opportunity to have his own team, you know, Mm -hmm. I wanted to make sure I was there for him. Obviously, I wanted to work with Ava DuVernay, and like Mm -hmm. this has been an amazing, uh, that was an amazing experience, just the subject matter alone, which was challenging to even get through when she first sent me the script. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was. I mean, I had to keep putting it down, and it was, you know, four different scripts, each one a movie yeah. in itself. Right, and That's, so um, that was one of the questions that I had for you about, like, you know, how is it, you know, when you're trying to, you know, get through the script, or actually even while shooting, because it's like, you know, you're bringing it all up again. Because um, even for me, trying to watch it, I, I had to turn away from it. I had to stop watching it. Oh, yeah. It was it, a it was challenge. Just, I was, mean. It was, it was difficult. Oh, yeah. it. You know, it. I'll tell you, like, they were going to, Lee Daniels was going, it was offering me Precious. And when I read that script, I was like, I just where my life was at that time, I was like, I can't do this. It was just such a dark script. So I turned that down. Where this, when I got Central Park 5, known to you guys as When They See Us, I was in a really good place in my life. Like, you know, everything was going really well with my son and so I could handle the subject matter. Plus, it was such an important story. Mm-hmm. Such an because when I when that happened, I had just moved to New York from Toledo, Ohio. So I oh, remember wow. all the newspapers, all the media on it. I remember not wanting to go into the park ever because I was afraid the rapists were in there and or these crazy kids were in there. I mean. They really, the media, everything did such a number on New Yorkers. I mean, it's such a New York story, even though, you know, it did kind of go out a little further, but it was very much a New York story. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was, you know, so when she told me that she was going to be doing this story and shooting this movie, I was like, oh, wow, the freaking Central Park Five, I remember that. So I was like, you know, I want to I want to do it because I want to know what really happened. I wanted to find out 
like what were these kids was it these kids because it was such an awful situation so when I was reading it I mean there were times I had to put it down especially when I got to part four with Corey who didn't do anything Corey was just with his friend went down to the police station with his friend because he was worried his mother would be mad at him if he didn't go with him. Right. And this yeah. guy was tortured for absolutely no reason. So much of his life robbed because of yeah. this horrible, these horrible freaking people that get paid by us. Our right. tax dollars yeah. pay for the Linda Fair scenes. And the and the letterers and those detectives, that's our money, our tax money that pays for them, that sets these boys up mm-hmm. to take the fall for this woman who was raped by only one man and they didn't bother mm-hmm. to do their own police work. They, they no spent way. more time trying to put fabricate a story than to go out and yep. actually do the real pol- police work. And, it, you know, I mean, these, these young men were robbed of their teenage years. I mean, those are coming-of-age years, vital mm-hmm. years of your life, and you didn't get any of it. You were sitting mm-hmm. behind bars for no reason, unjustly. So, I mean, yep. when I read it, it was like, you know, it put, I was angry. I was excited. I was so happy to realize that they didn't do it. It was so nice to see the families and that these were actually really good kids that had things going on in their lives. So, you know, it it was, it was challenging and there were nights that it was really challenging. You know, the nights in the park were really challenging because they were, we were in the park overnight, you know, a lot of running, a lot of dirtying the kids up, sweating them up, going all through the park. You know, I mean, crews lugging and I mean it was crazy and then once we got into the Corey stuff once we got on stage and really got into his storyline you know it became you you walked off set a few times because mm-hmm. Jarrell just killed that performance I mean he is such an amazing young actor like so you know he, he made it feel so real that there were times you walked off set. Yeah. And Ava was amazing. She took such good care of these actors, all of the actors, from the bad guys to the good guys. She, mm-hmm. just, she really took care and protected them and, you know, made sure that they had what they needed in order to perform because she knew it was a heavy subject matter. Right. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And and I'm I'm sure that the the guys, the real guys showed up at least once on set. Oh yeah, no, they they were there a lot. They were there a lot. You know, we celebrated them, you know, mm-hmm. absolutely celebrated them. The first of all, they're all amazing men. Um mm-hmm. y- you look at them and go, "Wow, like you guys um, you're amazing for all that you had gone through, but they're such great guys, and I'm just so happy the whole world is celebrating them like we did. I mean, these guys are everywhere right now, and people are applauding them for one telling their story. Like it's that's probably not the easiest thing to do is to rehash that whole thing. 
Right. That whole mm-hmm. experience. So, you know, they were there a lot, especially Raymond and uh, Yusuf. Okay. Wow. Nice. Now, this, this took place, this uh, rape took place back in, was it 89, I believe? Yeah, 1989. Yeah, so 89, and then, okay, so when you research uh, a a period piece like this, you know, because mm-hmm. most of the time makeup artists, when you when you hear, when they hear the terms period piece, they're thinking automatically, oh, the 50s, the 60s, you know. Right. People forget sometimes that, you know, we're living in 2019, so 1989 yeah, is a period. Is, <laughs> you know? 80s is a period. <laughs> the 90s is a period. The 90s yeah, is a period, know? yes. The 90s yes. is a period. <laughs> So what yeah, was because your I mean that that took place. Um, you know, our our research had to encompass from eighty nine to nineteen ninety four, ninety six. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, there may so, not yeah, have been I mean, a big difference between eighty nine and ninety, but definitely eighty nine and ninety six. Oh, no question, no question. Uh, you know, we we. I mean, for me how I approach it is it well because this was 89 I knew this period really well mm-hmm. and I knew people from this period so I knew I could get personal photographs I could you know just kind of sit in and go back into Harlem because one of my best friends that I had met in New York, lived in Harlem. So I went to her house and got all kinds of pictures from back in the day. So a lot of it is if you have the luxury of having images that were actually right there, um, you know, you gather your research that way. You know, this was such a big story in New York. So there was pictures everywhere. Um, as far as just being able to go for news clippings and watch right. video from the news reels and so it it was there was a lot available to us right nice. and Ava well, there, you know it, Ava was very particular because she didn't she really wanted it to be grounded in reality which you know mm-hmm. makes sense um mm-hmm. She didn't want anything to stand out, which I didn't either, because this, it's about these young men. And so right. you, we, I wanted the makeup to not really even be seen. Mm-hmm. You know, you yeah. only saw it with Letterer and and Fairstein and Norman Isis when she was Marcy and Norman. You know, like every now and again, Yusuf's mom would put a darker lipstick on. But, you you know, mm-hmm. you basically didn't see the makeup, even though it was there. You didn't see it. So that your right. eyes stayed connected to the story so that there wasn't anything distracting you to make you go, oh, I'm watching a movie. Right. That you right. just got right. lost into the story. Right. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm so glad you said that. I'm so happy you said that because that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. We're telling a story. 
using using makeup and hair and costumes to tell that story. And it's like mm-hmm. you can be very distracted if if somebody's just overdone, like, you know, too done for, for the scene. Like we're creating characters and not, you know, I hate to say it, but not clowns, you know? Oh, like amen. Well, makeup know, I mean, shouldn't be a focus. Absolutely. And, and this is where, you know, it saddens me that – there aren't more mentors out there for these young makeup artists coming in because sadly, unfortunately, they're coming in with this whole YouTube and Instagram world of, you know, people beating their face and, oh, I'm going to do a tutorial, a makeup tutorial. And, you know, that's not knocking that. That's all good. But once you come into our world, into film and television entertainment, you know, that approach then doesn't work. Um, even right. even for characters who are supposed to be pretty, you know, a pretty character on a 20-foot screen isn't right. beat. The face is not slayed, if I can say that. Right. Matched all yeah. these, these adjectives that we have for it now. <laughs> uh, yeah. to, to where you're distracted by makeup on a 20-foot screen or even in your home on a 70-foot screen that's high definition. You see everything. And so that approach just, you know, sorry, folks, it doesn't work. And so you now have to retrain yourself on what it is to be a makeup artist when you are, like you said, telling a story, even when the character Mm -hmm. is supposed to be pretty. We are still not supposed to be distracted by the makeup. The makeup is not the story. The character right. is the story, you know? And so there, we just need to do a better job of teaching some of these people because you, we all have seen them come in and, you know, we'll do so much makeup on somebody and then you, you have to, like, tell them, I need you to pull that back. Mm-hmm. You know, right. because they just haven't learned what it is to be an artist because that's when it becomes you're an artist now and not necessarily a makeup artist. And, you know, it's why I use design a lot versus saying I'm a makeup artist because you are really designing a look for a story. Yes. That's right. Now, not to change the subject, but I just wanted to let you know that movie that you were referring to that you did that you forgot the name of is <laughs> <laughs> nobody gonna kill me. Ah, and Omar is gonna kill me. What is it? Nobody's nobody. Nobody's fool. I mean, I kept. It was right on the tip of my tongue. Nobody's fool, which was actually a really cu- a cute movie. I actually enjoyed it. Uh, yes, but nobody's fool, which, you know, I was in Tyler Perry land, which is shoot the movie in 10 days. So, yes. you know, like that's, that's the other amazing thing is being in this business, working with so many different directors and producers. And, you know, everybody has their style. Tyler Perry will shoot a movie in 10 days, you know, mm-hmm. yes. and you get with. George Tillman, and he wants 12 weeks to shoot a movie. Yeah, right. You know, and you give <laughs> he with wants Ava 110 days. Yeah, you give with <laughs> Ava DuVernay, and, you know, she, she, it took like three months to shoot 
Central Park was. I mean, we uh, when they see wow. us. You know, so everybody and she and everybody has their different approaches. She's a visionary. You know, she's not she's not your typical style director. She no. You know, she stands out there and then she goes, okay, right here, right here, right here, right here. You know, and, and you have to keep up with her because she's not gonna come back to you. You got to go where she is. So you know, that's the other thing for makeup artists to understand. Every set is different. Every director is different. The demands of you are going to be different on every project. And you have to be able to adjust because at the end of the Mm -hmm. day, it's not about us. It's about the project. And and you are your best when you can adjust to any situation. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Did you work with H on that show? On uh, uh, when they see Central us, Park. yes, uh-huh. yes, yes. That's what I thought. Yes, yeah. H was there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, H. Um, Good old there... H. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got love for you, H. Yes. We <laughs> do. Speaking of, um, it's so funny because on the hate you give, we were trying to figure out where we knew each other from, and we just kept throwing out names. And I'm like, oh my god, The Wire was one of the um, was one of the shows that I worked with him on. And then I think my sister actually worked with him on something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, two different. But yeah. I mean, he's, he's you know, he's top of the game. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> He, I mean, he, he, you know, he's one of the top yeah. assistant directors. Yeah, and he's been around yep. for a long time. A long um, time. Speaking of directors or, and producers, is there anyone out there that you haven't worked with that you would love to work with? Uh, yeah, I would like to, let's see, Steve McQueen, is that his name? Yeah, yeah. Yes, I would love to work with him. I would love to work with Jordan Peele. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I had an opportunity. He produced something that I worked on, uh, White Boy Rick. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, you know, he wasn't, he really wasn't around at all. So I'd like to be in his presence more because I do think that he's pretty genius, the stuff that he's doing and yeah. the stuff that is, like, killing it. Uh, yeah. You know, Ava DuVernay was somebody I wanted to work with, and I got to work with her. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I am I just kind of vibe out, you know? I'm, yeah. And I love my black subject matter projects. That's my uh-huh. thing, you know. That's I've had a very diverse career, but you know, I like telling our stories. I like being a part of our stories. Yeah, absolutely. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, not at all. I celebrate it. You know, I get people. Oh, you know, you don't want to be. I'm good with my diversity. My my resume shows all of that, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm tucked in nice talking about us now. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. 
Now, were there any challenges in terms of makeup um, on um, when they see us for you? I'm sorry? I said, were there any challenges in regards to makeup um, when you were doing when they when they see us? Oh, my gosh, yes. Heck, yeah. Um, let's see. Let's just start with Corey. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Corey was all over the place. Corey was... You know, we were shooting, obviously, out of sequence. Uh, so he was beat up, and he wasn't beat up. We're shooting. We're going to shoot Corey beat up. Then we're going to take him out of makeup. Then we're going to put him back into the this other beat up makeup. I mean, you know, all, it, definitely lots of challenges. Um, Kevin's black eye, you know, that started... <laughs> That, you know, it was like um, he got hit and it was just red. And then as he's being interrogated, you see the black eye get go mm-hmm. through this process of becoming like a shiner and a full-on black eye. So I know, love that black eye, by the way. Shot, yeah, we shot that out of sequence. <laughs> you know, so it was <laughs> wow. There, it was there was definitely challenges uh, for sure along the way, and it was hot. You know, I mean, we were shooting in the summer, so that alone, and just being in the park. And Ava had very specific sections of the park, and at the time that they were, where she wanted to see sweat and dirt on the on the kids, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. And then, so, it, and we would go to that place, and then we have to go back to the next section of the park, and they were just starting out. So there was no sweat and dirt, you know? Right. So, so it was def, there was definitely a lot of that. Right. It was wow. challenging. So did you, did you, it was, did, go ahead. I'm sorry. Besides the, um, besides the, um, like, the bruising and all that kind of thing, did you mainly do just skincare on the guys and like no makeup or did you did you use any actual foundation or base on so, them? Yeah. So on the on the younger guys we used nothing. I'll Raymond's character, the actor that played Raymond younger, we did do a little bit of makeup on him because he actually was an older guy. Mm-hmm. Um, gotcha. So we had to knock down his his beard shadow and stuff like that um mm-hmm. but the other guys nothing uh obviously Jarrell played Corey young and older so yes. mm-hmm. you know we would have to do corrective makeup on him um when he was young so we like took all the shadow out of his face and just kind of gave him a baby face uh, mm-hmm. And then, obviously, as we watched him age, we let all of that stuff live. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. And yeah. and the, with, like, Michael, um, who played Antron's father, we... Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we, you know, we had to show him young and then mm-hmm. show him, you know, in 1996 when he got, was older and... Antron came home and didn't want to have anything to do with him, and he was getting sick, and, you know, so we, you know, we put makeup on Michael when he was younger, 
And then mm-hmm. when he was older, we put nothing on and we let all of his, just his natural pigmentation show through, mm-hmm. which helped age him. And gotcha. then, you know, then we really went in and grayed him out and did all of that once he got sick. So, yeah, there was there was a, a good amount of makeup happening, even though, you know, we did our best for you not to be able to see it or feel it. Right. Yeah, that's when, that's when I had to stop watching when he was, his son was being interrogated and he was trying to convince his son to just oh. stay with the police wanting him to stay. Heartbreaking. I, that just hurt my heart. Oh, my God, I couldn't do it. Heartbreaking. <laughs> Heartbreaking yeah. that you are worried about keeping your parking garage job. Mm-hmm. That you would yeah. do mm-hmm. that to your son, and that and that's yeah. why people have to watch. That's why people have yeah. to watch this because it's information. Like that, there's no way those cops should have been able to do that to your son. You know, it's no. like you're a parent right there, but because you don't know, because they they keep you stupid and keep you uninformed. Yep. It's so important for people of color because these crimes, these these injustices are happening to us. It's yes. so yes. important yes. to have a basic understanding of the law, basic understanding of being interrogated, a major understanding of knowing that you have the right to remain silent. They have a right to hold you for 48 hours, and in those 48 hours, you have a right to remain silent. You do not have to say anything, and we need to understand that. You don't have to say anything, and they're going to send, I say it to my son, when my son turned 18, I mean, I talk to him all the time. When he turned 18, I really started pounding him, like, let me tell you something, bro. You might get picked up because you fit the description. You have mm-hmm. to understand mm-hmm. that they get to hold you for 48 hours, and they're going to they're gonna bring everything at you in order to, for you to say what you know or to say something that you don't even know, but they want you to say it so that they can move on to the next thing. You have a right, right. to keep your mouth shut, and you might, mm-hmm. I tell them, you might get slapped, you might get punched, mm-hmm. you might get mm-hmm. thrown on the ground. They'll starve you. You know, all of those things will probably happen, but you have a right Mm -hmm. to keep your mouth shut and you have a right to an attorney because that's the other Mm -hmm. thing. A lot of us don't have money to get a really good attorney. Mm -hmm. So once you open your mouth, you're, you're running a risk of really putting yourself in a bad situation because if you got to be stuck with a public defender, you can basically forget Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. go through the battle. Go through the 48-hour war. Go through the war. Let them smack you. Let them hit you. Let them call you all kinds of names. Let them tell you that your mother and father, we're going to go get your mother and father. They're going to tell you everything. They'll tell you everything. I mean, there's the father, the poor father, you know, worried about his parking garage job, that he's telling his son to just tell them what they want to hear. Like, are you crazy? Mm-hmm. But this is a man who wasn't informed. Right. And that's why people have to watch this movie. You gotta, you have to watch it because if none of those boys would have opened their mouths, there's nothing they could have done to them. Nothing. But they right. all were so scared and intimidated mm-hmm. and exhausted and confused that they mm-hmm. just started opening their mouths 
basically lying, you know, like you're you're making me tell a lie, but I'm so tired. It's just, what do you want me to say? I don't even, what, just tell me what you want. And poor Corey, who struggled, you know, you watched him. He was like, this was my first rape, but I know I'll never do another rape. When they're telling him to take turns, do a profile for the mugshot, he didn't even know what profile meant. Mm-hmm. Like, that was heartbreaking. Like, that's heartbreaking. Like, they knew they got him. They knew they could basically tell him anything to say and he's going to end up saying it because he didn't know Mm -hmm. what was happening. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Do the the real, at this point when, when you guys were in the presence of the five, these five guys, do they feel, I mean, from what you can uh, tell, and I don't know if they, you know, had discussions with any of you or whatever, but does it seem like they're in a point in their lives now where they, um, I mean, I know their story is being told, but does it appear like they're very bitter? I mean, I, I know they've gone through so much. They've been broken down. They, they've yeah. probably lost touch with a lot of people, but do they seem bitter? Do they seem like, they, you know, I know they're all thankful to be out of jail, but does yeah. it seem like they're just moving on and, and just, just trying to make the best out of life? What, what's the general feeling? Yeah, I feel, you know, I can't really say because I feel like you kind of got to sit with people a long time gotcha. to discover, you know, what's below the surface. Mm-hmm. On the surface, they all seem to be like they've moved on and I'm sure not ever going to forget it, but that they certainly have adjusted to life and, you know, have put it behind them. Uh, Antron to me and Kevin are a little more reserved and, and not so outward where Yusef mm-hmm. and Raymond and Corey's a little reserved too. Yusef and Raymond, very vocal, very, you know, engaging and, you know, the others were kind of uh, not standoffish, but just, the, you know, uh, you got to work a little bit before they open up and start talking to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, they like Oprah did that fantastic uh, interview with them. I don't know if you guys saw that. I mean, that was no. like very enlightening. Anybody who didn't see it should, you know, get, pick that up. Because, they, that, you know, they really opened up a lot with her. Mm-hmm. So you could see the wounds in her interview. You could see their wow. wounds. Yeah. And and what year did they get out of jail? Um, They all got out different years. Like, some okay. got out in 95, some 96. Corey, Corey went all the way to, like, um, I want to say, like, 2006. Corey was Wow. Yeah, Corey. So he was a, a he was a young time. he was a young fourteen year old that they accused of the rape, right? No, Corey. So Corey was basically Kevin. They said was the one who he was the one with the black eye that they tried to say him and Anton oh, okay. were the ones raping. Okay. Um, but Corey okay. was Yusef's friend, and so gotcha. if you remember in the movie, he was like yes. 
the cop came he and went said, along. Do you want to go down with your friend? Because, yeah. you know, and he got in the car with them. And then when Yusuf's mom came and she was so angry that they interrogated an, a minor, how dare you do that? Yeah. You're not even supposed to do that. That's illegal. Um, that yeah. All that hoopla was happening that they left the precinct without Corey. And so Corey was fell asleep and then he, you know, when Linda Fairstein is like, find me another kid. We got to put these stories together. This is not matching up. You know, the guy was like, well, there's one more out in the in the lobby. And they dragged him in and created this whole thing with this poor kid. You know, so wow. it's just that you just get angry. But it's a necessary fix. And letter, uh, she's she was a big person at Columbia University. She just resigned. Mm-hmm. The kids were knocking at the door. Let me tell you. So wow. it's important because you know uh, uh, Linda Fairstein became a millionaire writing crime novels after her success for prosecute getting these boys put in jail who didn't commit this crime. I mean, she's gone on to have this amazing writing career and this lady is you know a horrible freaking person not Mm -hmm. to say that she was part of she was head of the sex crime unit as far as the legal part of it which she was Mm -hmm. a major advocate for crimes against women so in that regard she was great her ego or whatever just made her lose sight of what it was she was doing and she, you know, put these five kids in jail. Basically, it was four plus one because Corey mm-hmm. was never part of the interrogation. They had to find another kid, and that's how Corey got brought in. So mm-hmm. it really is mm-hmm. the four plus one, not even the five. Gotcha. And it sound, so, sounds like the plus one did the most time. The, the plus one did the most time. The plus one took the brunt of everything. It horrible, horrible what happened to this guy. Wow. Oh. Yeah, I mean, that, that part four, you have to, like, turn the TV off and walk away. The way they beat him and all the stuff that they did to this guy, and he transferred from this prison to this prison just to meet the same fate. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, it's, that's it, it's up for discussion. Like, you could just talk about this movie, you know, like, it's worth mm-hmm. having discussion on. Just from yeah. just subject matter to makeup and hair approaches and everything, because it, it's that prolific. Well, speaking of makeup and hair, are you guys being considered for an Emmy nomination? Yes. Yes, they did. are. Yes, okay. we did. So yes, hopefully you guys will vote for us. Yes, we will. <laughs> I've already I've already voted for you. I voted Yay! on Monday. <laughs> let's go, let's go. I mean, you know you know how many times I've submitted and I'm like, Oh, they're never gonna So yeah, maybe this right. will be that. Maybe this will be that time. Who knows? I hope so. I don't do yes. it for that, but you know, it would it would be nice to at least get nominated. Yeah. I sure hope yeah. so. Oh my gosh, I hope so. Yeah, I really do. That Thank would be great. You. Yeah. 
Anita, is there anything before we let you go? I know it's, we've gone past our time, but is there anything in your career that you haven't done yet that you would like to do? I mean, I know we talked mm-hmm. about some of the directors you want to work with, mm-hmm. but is there anything you'd Emmy like to do? <laughs> she wants to win an Emmy and an Oscar. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that would be good. Uh, <laughs> You know, I probably wouldn't mind, you know, I would love to probably do, you know, like a um, futuristic, you know, mm-hmm. kind of film. I mean, I, my, I've done so many different genres of film and story. So, I mean, I've, I've covered a lot, but I've never really done like, you know, space and futuristic Star Wars type of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, right. you're like in charge of really creating visual images of, you know, these characters that who knows who they are. We're creating them out of our own imagination. So I wouldn't mind doing something like that. Nice. Do you prefer one over the other, film over TV, or it doesn't really matter? I love film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, film is my thing. But television is where all the interesting stuff is so yeah you yeah. know and all the I film mean, stars all the film stars are going to tv yeah i mean it, it especially because because you have the premium channels and and the apple and amazon and netflix the the stories are so much better than what network television gives you you know mm-hmm. i i'm not a I don't like network television because it's just so regimented. You know, the advertisers control all the creative process. You know, if Gillette is is a big sponsor on CBS, then everybody, every man has to have a clean, shaven face. Mm -hmm. Even if the character doesn't fit back. Because Gillette wants people to think that they got to shave. Like, that kind of stuff just wears me out. Because it's <laughs> it's not about art anymore. It's just about making right. advertisers happy. Right, right. And there's a place for it. I'm not hating. It's just not what I like. Right. right. Wow. So, yeah. It's the, all the interesting stuff is happening on uh, in television. I mean, power, like, I mean, I've done everything on power. We've killed people. We've gutted people out. We've burned them. We've, you know, <laughs> tortured. We, I mean, we've done everything. Shot people in the head, stomach, you know. Then we go, we go to truth, and everybody's fabulous and, mm-hmm. and made up and looking amazing. And, you know, then we're in sex scenes, and Omari's whole body is full of tattoos, and I have to cover the whole body except for his wing tattoo that we leave on. <laughs> everything else is covered up. You know, I mean, I've gone through everything on power. Season <laughs> yeah. one, two, and three with blizzards happening in New York all while wow. we're shooting, you know? So, wow. <laughs> yeah. It's been it's been a great ride. I mean, it's I'm sad to see this show go, but there's spinoffs coming from it, which is good. And mm-hmm. you know, but 
it's a very it's an iconic show and you know have made careers for people i mean you yeah kind of knew who omari was but not really oh i remember him from that show dark blue huh i remember him from years ago from this show called dark blue yep and and uh, a friend of mine in L.A. and I both used to talk, oh, he's so cute, he's so cute, he's so cute. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then I was doing something with Ava in New York. They were having, they were doing something for Urban World. They were screening yeah. her uh, Middle of Nowhere, something like that. Right. And uh-huh. so I, I went to New York to work with them, and then uh-huh. I, I met him there. And yeah. I was like, oh, oh good. Oh yeah, he's 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 still cute, but oh, he's cute. He's, I mean, he's, he's definitely yeah, he's still cute. It's just a, you know that character was so different than who he oh, really yeah. is. But, I mean, well, yeah, and people love you know Courtney started writing for him to not be so light because that's the way it has to go. Mm. But I mean, this is a dude killing people, and then mm-hmm. he comes home and is a great dad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> you're supposed to not like him. You know, mm-hmm. like he's a sociopath. Like this is a crazy dude. <laughs> Tommy, crazy. Like these dudes are crazy, and people love them. But you're not <laughs> really supposed to like these type of dudes, okay? Like, they kill you. <laughs> they torture your family. <laughs> and look, and kill people, and don't think nothing of it. Don't think nothing of it. You know, these are real psychopaths. Tommy's a psychopath and Ghost is a sociopath. Like, they're really, (laughs) in real life, that's what they would be. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Sick. You're kind (laughs) of sick if you're going to freaking burn somebody to death. Yeah, yeah. You know? Like, that's a little sick. You kill kill your girlfriend. (laughs) You freaking choke her to death. I mean, you know, something wrong with you. (laughs) That brain's not on the right frequency. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, I just love those characters, and it, it's I been know. a great, consi- <laughs> it's been a consistent show, too, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. A very good, very good, good show. Excellent writing. Thank you. I can't you. wait to yeah. see season six. Oh, um, it's a doozy. Yes, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In good old power fashion, I'm sure. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's made careers for for all kinds of people. I mean, Courtney Kemp yeah. was the writer for The Good Wife. Mm, That's wow. what she was before she created power. Wow. Oh, wow. You know, <clears throat> 50 Cent, we already know who he was, but now mm-hmm. he's a yeah. major player in, in television, like, yeah, He's got the right. Isaac Wright um, TV show that ABC picked up, so that is his next mm-hmm. uh, project going into production. Uh, you know, they're buying what 50 is selling. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, yeah. his bona fide made him a major player in, in television. Nice. <laughs> You know, it's created all kinds of opportunities for the writers that were on the show that, you know, have now gone on to be showrunners and everything. Nice. That's good. So, yeah, it's it's been a really great show and a great experience. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Amazing. 
Well, Nita, continued success to you. I know Thank you're going to do you, some girl. more great things. I'm trying it's to always... get to Atlanta soon. I'm hoping in August just to come through because I have a few yeah. of my people that I like down there in Atlanta. So I need to see nice. you guys when I come. Yes, come yes. through, please. Yes, absolutely. For sure. For sure. We've known each other a long time. And a long, long time. time. Congratulations to you guys and all your success there in Atlanta. Thank you. We're we're trying to be like you. Oh, you guys are rocking, honey. You already doing it like me. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's already happening. It's just that you're on a seven month project so you don't realize it's happening. <laughs> you're like, it's already going. But I'm working so much I don't even realize that I'm in it, you know? Right. That's just don't realize you're already inspiring other young makeup artists, and that's what we do, you know? That's, that's what we do. That's what important do. for them to see people that look like them and be Absolutely. successful. Absolutely. Call them the Absolutely. Yep. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So well, ladies. Thank you so much. And it's such and a I'm great time talking you. with you. Absolutely. Yes, it's been. I'm sure you have an early call time, so we'll let you go. I do. All right. Have a good night. (laughs) All right. Have a great night. Thank you so much. Thank you. You Okay. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. Bye bye. Thank you guys for tuning in tonight. Uh, I always enjoy um, speaking with Anita, Um, and. I mean, like she, like she even said, you could have so many different conversations about um, this new Netflix movie, When They See Us, um, about the storyline, about the makeup. Um, I'm going to try my best to get through it. I just, I just couldn't do it. It, it just, um, like she said, right at the point where the uh, the father was trying to convince his son to just tell them what they want to hear that was hard for me um yeah but just because he didn't want to he didn't want to lose his job but he didn't even know he was he would he would have lost his job or not he didn't know you know what i'm saying because the police officers just threatening they just pulled information on who he was in his past they didn't know for sure that you know he he didn't they didn't well he didn't know for sure if they were going to actually use that information he just assumed that they were but it's right. like That's to, for to be a dad, and as close as that they, you know, as close as they were, the relation, the great relationship that he had with his son, for for him to want his some son to admit to something that he didn't do and go to jail for something that he didn't do, disgusted me. Like I could not stomach it. I couldn't. I couldn't sit there and watch, you know, and watch this. And and the funny thing about it is, normally when we look at something on TV or 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 when we look at a movie and something's happening that we don't like, we can convince ourselves, oh, it's just a movie, it's just television. But the thing is, this really happened. Right. And that's exactly. why it was sickening. You know what I mean? This yeah, really happened. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. But there um there were a lot of great um makeup moments in that, you know, the different stages that they took Michael's character who played the dad, the I think it's McCray is the last name, that played the McCray dad, mm-hmm. um, you know, just as he got older and sick and that kind of thing. And then that black eye, I really absolutely loved. Um, so for those of you who are 
makeup artists and your voting members of the Television Academy, I do encourage you guys to go out there and check it out. Um, it's a four-part miniseries. When they see us, check it out. And if you love what you see in terms of the makeup, please go out there and um, uh, vote for Anita and her team. Um, if you are voting members of the Television Academy, please check that out. And if you love what you see, go give Anita um, a vote. All right. Um, so it was a great show. Um, really happy for Anita and the work that she's done. She's very inspiring to me. I've always um, just loved kind of like following what she's doing. I think she's an amazing makeup artist, and she's done some amazing work. And her resume speaks for um, for itself. Um, so she's definitely one to watch, and definitely yeah. one to uh, to follow for sure. Let me let me say this because she said some important things that you know. A lot of times we talk on the show about you know the makeup artists who 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 do the YouTube videos or who you know who are on Instagram and they're beating faces and all this kind of thing. You know, um, nothing against them, but I just wanted to point out you know. It's, she Anita made a great point when basically basically she was saying, you know, when you come to film and TV, and this is for those people who want to do film and TV, but you you know, but you're out there doing whatever it is that you're doing, and and your hand is a certain way, and you like to beat and slay or whatever the case may be. You have to learn how to adjust. You have to. Film and television is a different beast. And for some people out there who think film and TV makeup artists can't do makeup, they're totally wrong. Because a true artist is someone who can adjust. And like she said, it's not about being, at that point, it's not about calling yourself a makeup artist, but an artist. A true artist can adjust. A true artist can do film and television, and a true artist can turn around and do a bridal makeup. Or a true artist can beat a face, you know, just as well as anybody on Instagram or YouTube or wherever they're doing it. A true artist can do makeup, period. But they can uh-huh. make that face look how they need to make it look for whatever medium they're doing makeup for. And that's the difference between yeah. people out there that's beating a face and people who are actually filming television makeup artists. We can do it all because we have to. We have to be able to adjust. That is what makes you stand out, not the fact that you, you know, you've got these thick brows. You can do some really good thick brows and you can beat a face. You can beat a face because you've used, you know, five different um, products to beat this face, meaning five different foundation powder type products, whereas film and TV, you can beat a face using, you know, maybe three products less than what you used, it may not look like it's a beat face when you see it on that camera, but to the natural eye, it's a beat face. But the difference is we know how to make it look how it needs to look for the camera. That's the difference. When you're looking at film and television, you should not be able to see the makeup sitting on the skin. That's mm-hmm. the difference. 
because like she said, the camera on the television, seeing something on a big movie screen in the theater, you will be able to pick up all of that. You'll be able to see all of that just sitting on the skin. You have to learn how to control your hand and to control the desire to want to beat and give that face and give that skin what it needs for the project, for the character. Mm-hmm. That's the yep. difference. Everybody can't create characters. Everybody can't tell stories with makeup. Mm-hmm. They can't. Film and television artists, they're a different breeds. And I love it. We're a different yeah, breed. Yeah, I do too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great point. Great point. Well, that's all we have for tonight, you guys. Thank you for tuning in. We greatly appreciate it. Um, uh, that was a great conversation. So I say thank you again to um, Anita Gibson. And she's the makeup department head for When They See Us. Um, it's on Netflix right now. So please go out, check it out. Like I said, if you are a Voting Academy member, you can um, go out and vote for Anita and her team if you like what you see. Whatever you do, just please go out and vote. Um, Absolutely. And, yeah, and we'll be back next week with another great guest, more great inspiring information. So stay tuned, um, and we'll keep you posted as to who our next guest will be. But we're going to post about this show. So for those of uh, you who know people, we tell them make sure they go check it out. And for those of you who will be listening to this uh, show on the playback, thank you for your continued support. Have a wonderful evening, everyone, and have a beautiful and blessed week. Good night, everybody. Good night.